truly change the game. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Barricade Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out. With me, your host, Freddie Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's A couple of birthdays today I want to mention. One is uh, in 1967, we can witness the birth of Gwen ja- Glenn Jacobs, otherwise known as Kane. Also known as the Christmas Creature, Isaac Yankum, DDS, and several other failed uh, gimmicks before he got to Kane. The other person I want to mention is in 1982, The Amazing Red was born. And if you don't know who The Amazing Red is, uh, you can look him up. He's responsible for a lot of the Lucha Libre-style wrestling we're seeing today. He was one of the originators uh, who brought it to the United States. Big Ring of Honor guy. In, the, in their early days. Uh, one of the first Canadian destroyers I've ever seen was done by him. A uh, lot of great moves. So if you get a time and you're looking for something to watch, look up The Amazing Red because he really did some great things. All right. And back after his absence last week, the Reverend himself, Jason Thomas. All right, Jason, were you were you uh, helping the lepers or feeding the poor last week? Just adding to the collection plate, you know. <laughs> Got to get the, the building, building fund up. Adding, yeah, that's adding, right, building fund. <laughs> it's never it, it's it's a never ending process. So you need to start a, like a fund, you know, like the Catholics and the Archdiocese of New York have the Cardinals' appeal. It's the Reverend's appeal. <laughs> Stay tuned for, uh, I'll email everybody with uh, more details of how they can contribute. So. Yeah, um, hey, a little bit of history for you guys. Um, does anybody in here know who the first ECW champion was? And I don't mean when it was Extreme Championship Wrestling, it's its first incarnation. Terry Funk? Jimmy Snuka? Yes. For all of one day, he was the inaugural ECW champion, and he lost it on this day. And oh god, how many years ago was that? That was back in 1992, and he lost it to one Johnny Hotbody. That's what it was called Eastern Eastern yeah. Championship Wrestling. Eastern not Championship it Wrestling. That's right. W yet. And um, Johnny Hotbody though went on to become Extreme Championship Wrestling's first ever triple crown champion. Nice. Alright, and without further ado, Blackbeard himself, the encyclopedia. And gentlemen, with the first pick we have this weekend. That's right. This weekend. Alright. Although for Freddie, I guess for you it's uh, the NFL on Thursday. It's, it's tomorrow evening. Yes, sir. Yes, that explains right. why we are on Wednesday this week. Because Freddie can't, f- still hasn't figured out to be in, how to be in two places at once. At one time. Yeah. We're still working. We're still working that out. <laughs> All right. But the Reverend wasn't here last week. 
So, Reverend, your women's bloodline storyline. Yeah, okay. For all the uh, fans that were patiently waiting. I will gladly try to keep it under an hour, okay? I don't want to hear that from you guys. You know what? No, I don't want to hear that from you guys, and I'll tell you why. I listened to the show. I listened to last week's show. And I also wanted to say I thought you guys had some nice suggestions. I really did. Who did you guys. think was who did you think was best if you had to pick one, just out of curiosity? Well, I mean, we know who had the most complete. And that was that was the encyclopedia who had mm-hmm. I mean the most in-depth version. Um I am loath to admit it, Rob, but as much as it pains me to support any advocate of the devil, <laughs> I have to say you had some good stuff. Um, I don't know if it was a favorite thing because all of you were a little bit different, except everybody seems to believe that Liv, um, Liv Morgan has to get turned on at some point. Or I should rephrase that. Liv Morgan's partner should turn on her at some point. I, I noticed that as a, a pretty current theme and that was cool freddie i liked your idea too and i think it you, you could flesh that out pretty well all right so let's hear it women's bloodline you know the hardest thing about the bloodline is what that is the thing that stands out about the bloodline is that it's really hard to recreate that type of story because they're all related and you can't really find that anywhere else where it's that many people who are in a family so it is really about creating a faction that could terrorize some people. Um, so yeah, I I start my story at Money in the Bank. And in order for this Did to Did you happen, start yet? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you can't ask it to start yet if I said I start here. Money in the Bank 2023, Money in the Bank 2024. 23. Money in the Bank 2023, because I said, why not this year? Um, now, the, in briefcase, order for this wait, the briefcase is gold in this one? Mm. Gold. Okay. Yeah, I heard, well, I heard what y'all said. Well, if it's I'm women. I'm not that detailed about that. Stuff. Well, if it's the women, sometimes it's white. Or is it pink? Sure. You're going to rebrand it? How many steps is on the ladder? Is Vince booking this match or is, uh, <laughs> or is Hunter? That's what it depends on. Um, but yeah, anyway, for this, for my story to work, uh, Charlotte has to win the money in the bank for the first time. She has to be money in the bank holder. And for this to work, we have to get the belt off of Bianca Belair. So money in the bank, Charlotte wins. Fast forward to SummerSlam. Um, SummerSlam, I had a fatal five-way between Bailey, Asuka, Raquel Gonzalez, Liv Morgan, somehow, somehow the tag champs both find their way into this match, and there's a story behind that, and Bianca will defend against them in a fatal five-way. In the match, damage control comes down, they take out Asuka. Liv and Raquel somehow end up taking out damage control, so now you just have Bailey and Bianca down for the count. As they start to stir, Charlotte runs into the ring and takes them both out with the weapon of her choice. And that's when she decides to cash in. She pins Bianca Belair for the title. 
and then starts to beat them down a little more before everybody else realizes what happened, and she escapes with the title. Cool. Uh, SummerSlam is early August, so mid-August. Uh, Raquel and Liv will start their feud with Damage Control themselves, and they eventually have a title match on Raw. And Raquel will turn on Liv. And does it in the most brutal fashion, but allows um, Eosky and Dakota Kai to pick up the win. So they are now your champions. Afterwards, she does the beat down on Liv and she's screaming at her the whole time. This is your fault. You ruined my chance to win. Um, this might sound familiar because I think it's what Batista did to Rey Mysterio a while back. It's that whole thing. You, you, you're the reason I'm not champion right now. And that's why she's beating her down. So they start. Um, they start their little feud. Wait, where did we start again? Money in the bank. Mm -hmm. But this is after SummerSlam. Money. The only thing that starts the, that's important about Money in the Bank is that Charlotte wins the briefcase. That's the only thing. So Vince. Um, Well, no, because she actually had to fight in the match to win the briefcase. She didn't just show up and win it. Oh, so she didn't pull a theory. Got it. Okay. No, didn't pull a theory. Didn't pull a Brock Lesnar. None of those things. Actually had to fight in the match. <laughs> what color uh, stuff did Asuka spit? Was it green? Was it blue? Red? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why you think I did, would work to that level of detail. Did she spit or swallow? I'm just curious. I'm trying, to paint a, I'm trying to paint a mental picture here. She didn't even get to spit. She got beat down. What color was Charlotte's oh, so outfit? She, so she swallowed them. Gotcha. All right. Noted. I heard that about her. I guess Vince did book this. What color was Charlotte's outfit? I don't know. Hey, just remember, the more questions you ask me during, the longer this is going to take. It's going to be long anyway. I'm just trying to entertain no, it's not. myself. I only, have a, I only have a little bit of time. <laughs> I only have a little bit here. I, this doesn't, I wasn't able to book it that far out. So anyway... Um, while Liv and while Liv is trying to figure out what's going on now with Raquel and how this happened and their feud is starting, Bianca is chasing after Charlotte, but Charlotte refuses her rematch request, and eventually she just comes down and starts attacking Charlotte in the middle of the ring, and there's a brawl. Um, in the meantime, in the back, Liv and Raquel are brawling. The two intercept. And now it leads to a tag match between Bianca and Liv Morgan and Raquel and Charlotte. Raquel and Charlotte win that tag match the following week when uh, Damage Control interferes and all four of them stand over it. Uh, mind you, Bailey has been persona non grata this whole time. Nobody, she's just out until the following week when Bailey comes back and puts them on her little talk show, the Ding Dong Hello, and wants to know what's going on. Why are they backing Charlotte, who cost her the, her championship? And just as they're about to explain themselves, Flair comes out and tells her, hey, I'm a better role model than you. I'm a better leader than you, because I was born for it. This is what I am. And I gave, the, I gave them the opportunity to win those titles, and they're better off without you. So it looks like they're about to beat down Bailey. Bianca comes running out, and what she wearing? Ensues. You know, whatever she looks good in. Um, so nothing. 
She doesn't know anything. How many times did they ring the bell before when they did the ding dong session? I don't know. What color was the door? Oh well, the door. I don't know. What arena did this happen in, and, and what day was it? Do you know? I'm gonna read experts a little <laughs> The next day. Was that a Thursday, <laughs> Friday? What day? At eight twenty-eight p.m. <laughs> anyway, so they're about to start fighting. Uh, Bianca comes out. Liv comes out also because Liv and Bianca are now, you know, that weird friend thing that happens when you get when you end up in a tag team in the women's division in WWE. Um, so there's an all-out brawl between the six of them, and at that time. They beat down. Are you getting confused? Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. You know, all right. It's been a while since I read this thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. I I apologize. I apologize. I see. All I see is a is a flow chart with all these different lines drawn. All right. So Bianca and Liv come down. They get beat down by Charlotte and Damage Control. Bailey, being the opportunist that she is, takes a chance to get a few shots in on Bianca. And as they're all celebrating in the ring, they turn on Bailey and beat her down. And just Who turns on Bailey and beats her down? Damage control and Charlotte. Just so now it's, it's Charlotte, EO, and Dakota Kai? Yes. And what are Following they calling me. themselves? Basically, Bailey's out. They're not really going by a name, but if you're going to call the tag team champs anything, they're still damage control. So is it are you gonna keep the name Eo Sky or is he going back to Eo Shirai? That's a good question. I didn't think about that. Is Bailey spelt with a Y or an I? And actually, considering the next week that actually plays into um what you're saying what happens. The I and the Y? No, about um Eo Sky. <laughs> anyway, next week, Charlotte cuts a promo about um, how she can bring, he's the, she's the only one who could bring out the real potential of the tag champs, brings them out, and Kai and Sky are at her side now. Bianca comes out again because she can't get enough of the beatdown, um, but this time Liv is backing her up, and also Bailey comes out while that fight is going on, and she goes right after both um, EO and Dakota because she's just incensed and with weapons. Uh, and kind it of looks like they're getting the upper hand until Raquel comes out and levels everybody uh, who's against Charlotte and Damage Control. So now you have the four of them together. So it's Charlotte, Raquel, Eoskai, Dakota Cap. So and they, don't, to, and they don't have a name. No, they don't have to have a name yet. It's just these four together. Right now, it's it leads to a match later that night. Bianca versus Raquel Gonzalez ends up as a setup. And just as it seems like Bianca's going to fight her way out, Piper Niven lays her out on the ringside. Later in the night, it's Bailey versus Charlotte. And Charlotte says, if you beat me, you can get a chance at the title. But the match never even starts because she gets beat down as well. So. Now it's and that Charlotte was page one. The tag <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> it's page three. Is that, what are you talking about? Whole, that was page three. Is that a whole notebook full? <laughs> no. So now you have Charlotte. Is, is it a five subject, 500 pages total? Hey, the forest called stop. <laughs> running out of paper. <laughs> I, I can just stop now. I could just stop. Now. Welcome to the frenzy. <laughs> but I won't. I could stop, but I won't. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Listen, Charlotte now has the tag champ, champs, Raquel uh, Rodriguez and Piper Niven. And she declares herself the full-on ruler of the women's division. And when she says that, she means all of WWE, if not all of wrestling itself. And she's going to determine who's worthy of any type of opportunities whatsoever. It doesn't matter what they say in, in the back. She's the one who decides. So that's cool. Basically, that leads to a couple, a few weeks of them just ransacking the locker room, the women's locker room. But they don't only do it on Raw. They also do it on NXT. And of note of the people they take out on NXT, they take out uh, Roxanne Perez, they take out Nikita Lyons, and they take out Sol Luka. That's as far as I got. All I know is my end goal was to lead to a War Games in that later in uh, November, or whenever that is. Yeah, in November. And I wanted that squad against Bailey, Bianca Belair, Sol Ruka, Nikita Lyons, and Roxanne Perez. And they have to go over, those guys. So Charlotte's team has to go over for it to make work. And that's as far as I got. Which team's going over? Uh, Charlotte, um, Eosky, Dakota Kai, um, Raquel, Roxette, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez, and Piper Niven. Who, who's getting pinned last? What's the order of elimination? How long was the match? Well, it's, it's um, war games, so there's no elimination. Where's it being held? In a cage. No, what city? Mm, where is it this year? <laughs> We have it in Bismarck, North Dakota. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? As a matter of fact, yes, it's going to be in Bismarck, North Dakota. Hotbed of wrestling fandom. How how's the crowd going to be in Bismarck? Are they going to Oh, be, lit. Are they they are fucking lit. They will be they will be caught with the spirit in such a way they think uh they have just heard a sermon beforehand. Can they you give me an idea what kind of signs will be held up? So Oh, just obscene stuff. Just terrible signs. So just think, Jason? think back in the 90s. Jason. Jason. You've been yes. punked. <laughs> we decided last week that we were just going to pepper you with the most inane questions we could come up with. And, and I think I we did it. I edited that out because I figured you were going to listen. You actually assumed I, mean, I listened to the show? Yes. yes. Well, we were just covering all of our, Anthony that. was smart enough to cover all of our bases. It would have been funny if you would have known that we were going to that we were going to sabotage your be, uh, That would be great. Um and then still went forward with it anyway and still got annoyed. No, actually that would have been bad. So, that'll teach you Very for good. missing that'll teach you for missing a show. I yeah. apologize for nothing. <laughs> I right. have learned zero lessons today. <laughs> But very good. And it was my idea. They, they got, the guys went along with it. So, as you would expect. 
I um <laughs> you I should have known initiated. this was coordinated. The son of Satan has spoken. Yeah. This All right. Is, this is what I preach against, man, on a regular. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. I've corrupted the other two already. <laughs> they went right along with it. <laughs> I think the only like, way that's a great idea. The only way I can combat that. Yeah, I'm sure they twisted your arm. <laughs> no, I um only way I can combat it against that is if more people contribute to the building fund. So I can uh Yeah, I, I think you're in trouble. Yeah, All right. Probably. Um <laughs> let's move on. Freddie, why don't you lead us into our next topic? Thank you for that. Big Jason. announcement. Big announcement from Triple H this week. Yes. The brand new WWE World Championship. A new champion will be crowned at Night of Champions. Roman will continue with the two belts, if I'm not mistaken, right? He will. Yes, he'll still be undisputed. WWE undisputed. Universal Champion. Did they say that that he's going to carry both belts? Well, they said he'll still have the title of undisputed. WWE right, but I mean, does that mean champion? they're going to so, give him a new belt? Don't know. All right. Who wants to go on their rant first? Because I know we all were talking about going on a rant. <laughs> I so. think you should. I think you should. You all right. guys look I, so ready for this. It's I will so take amazing. the lead. Yeah, you might save us all Thank the you for that. All right. So when they made the announcement, the first thing I said to myself was, okay, so you've booked yourself into such a bad position with Roman Reigns. And you didn't want him to lose the belt, so you just decided to set up another one. Like I, I just the the whole speech when he said that you know Roman, you know, does he basically said Roman doesn't defend the title all that much, and he can't do anything about it. I mean, he is the the you know head of creative on WWE, but yet he can't do anything about that. So instead of making Roman defend the title more often, they're just going to set up another world championship, and he's going to defend the belt more often. So in one sentence, he he belittled Roman and diminished the new champion all in one fell swoop. He's already set up this new champion not to be as, as important as Roman. Roman's still number one, and Roman can wrestle when he feels like it. And this other guy is going to have to carry the work, right? Do all the work, defend the title. Then I start thinking, like, is this going to be Cody's consolation prize? Like, are they going to have Cody win it, and, you know, because he couldn't beat Roman? I mean, would you even want it? Who wants this belt at this point? I mean, it's 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 a they've they've admitted it's a secondary title. Why would you want it? I'd rather have the Intercontinental title or the or the U.S. title at this point. Then the next question I ask myself is, what about the tag titles? Are they getting separated? Should should Kevin uh, Owens and Sami Zayn should they be the the undisputed champions, and we should get another another set of tag team champions? I, I don't understand. And that belt is the ugliest belt I've ever seen. I mean, they basically like, took the okay, old. That's, Whoa, that's yeah. where I'll disagree with. You. I kind of like this one. Oh, they took belt. the old belt. Like they the slapped the W on it. Right. Why couldn't they just bring back the old belt? I, I, I'm going to semi-agree with Rob. I don't think it's the ugliest belt, but yeah, it looked like they took big gold and then tried to... It was almost like yeah, they the WWE logo was a was a meteor that hit the middle of the belt. Like, create right, a brand new belt then if that's what you're going to do. Just go with something completely different. Don't take an old belt and try to make it, it... It just doesn't look right. And then my last question, we were just talking about it, is does Roman keep 
both belts. So is there three world champions? Does Roman defend the one of the belts? Does he keep both of the belts? Do they do they just give him one belt? Now what they should do is just create a one belt for him and get rid of those yeah. other two. That would make I, more sense. I just don't understand the, the rationale behind this. It, it makes no sense. It is really just poor, a poor decision all the way around, in my opinion. Can I ask you a question? Hang on one. Let me finish. I got two more sentences. I don't know why they don't why Roman Reigns doesn't defend the defend the belt more often. I don't know why that's ever a thing. Your Hulk Hogan's, your Bruno Sammartino, I shouldn't say Hulk Hogan, your Bruno's, your Backlands, those guys defended Ric Flair defended that belt all the time. That's what made it prestigious, not the fact that the champion showed up every once in a while. I mean, everybody criticized Brock for it. Everybody criticized Hogan for it. It doesn't make any sense. Don't give the guy the belt if he doesn't want to defend it. All right, I just don't understand that. And number two, why come out on TV and say this belt is not as important as the other one? Like, why set that up? You've already diminished it, and no one even has it yet. And then they don't even announce who's going to be in the tournament. Is it going to be everybody? Is it going to be just former world champions? Like, they just like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, you know, are we going to have to now sit through some matches on Raw? We have to watch Elias try to go after the world title. They said after the draft, <coughs> which brand it's on. I don't know. I, I'm just completely unhappy with this decision. I think uh, since WrestleMania, they haven't done anything right. They they made a lot of bad booking. So go ahead, Jason. You had a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, question and a little bit of pushback. But doesn't this sound familiar? I think I mentioned to, this to you guys in the in our chat uh, when they announced this. this Wait, Eric Bischoff should have come out and handed exactly it to Triple H? 21 years ago. <laughs> well, no, it, this is 21 years ago. It's the same thing. Brock Lesnar walked off Raw as the undisputed champion. He went over exclusively to SmackDown. And the next week, Eric Bischoff work, comes out and says, well, we need a champion that, you know, we can we can rely on and gives Triple H the big gold belt. So were you waiting for Eric Bischoff to come out and hand Triple H the belt? Almost, almost. <laughs> it might as well have been him. But I, I do want to say this. Okay, so I understand that in your furor that there were some questions that came out, and some of them were addressed, but some of them even left more questions. Like, he talked about how smart Roman Reigns was for working out his contract to such to a point where he doesn't have to defend as often. And that's cool. And then he says, well, this will be a championship that you can be proud, a champion you can be proud of instead. And I was like, wait a minute. Why are you, as the COO of your company, running down your own top champion? That didn't make any sense to me. Um, then the way he introduced it, I thought he was just introducing another 24-7 championship because he's like, oh, defend it anytime, anywhere. I said, wait, Mick Foley just gave this speech, what, like six years ago or something? And that's what that was the 24-7 championship. So I don't understand what it's supposed to be yet. It's clearly going to be on Raw because Fox isn't going to have a brand new title for themselves. They're, they don't want that. They want an established person. We already know that. But it's, it's weird. They did try during the night to make it seem like it's something that they'd want to go for. Like Seth Rollins made a point of, of it. Austin Theory made a point of it to 
look at that title as if it's important. It's scripted. But it's hard to. <laughs> they were told to do that. <laughs> I mean, well, they're told to do everything, so that's nothing new. But you know, they there was an effort, but it just felt like there were better ways they could have done this. And I don't know, I don't know, but I don't think it's an ugly dog. I will say that it does look nice. So I want to start off my rant with by saying <clears throat> at Night of Champions, the Frenzy will be introducing a new world championship. And because you can't beat me, <laughs> we are going to retire the old title. Oh, no, no, I'm still going to be champion. You're just going to introduce a new title. <laughs> going to introduce a new world championship. But yeah, um, it, it leaves more questions than answers. Why why do this now? What happens with Cody? Does he still chase Roman? Does he finally get his WrestleMania moment? Where where does that whole storyline go now? Do you completely blow that up now and not have him chase Roman? Like the whole thing with Brock and it, it's more questions than answers. <clears throat> I like the belt. I, I just they they need a belt for Raw. And instead of taking it off Roman, they're just, we'll just make a new one. That's what I feel like they're doing. And like Rob said, now what do you do with the tag titles? Do you create new ones? Because, you know, that's what we're doing now. Do you make the belts half blue, half red? And that's your undisputed belt. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense of what, what they're doing. But... Who knows? Wikipedia. I'll, I'll keep this brief. Um, I'll just go through my small list of questions that I was actually writing now so I didn't forget it. First off, why would Roman be okay with this? You know, if you're sitting at home, you're Roman Reigns, you're the tribal chief, you're the head of the table, you are the undisputed champion. You're not going to show up on the next show and question this because if he doesn't he looks weak you know it doesn't make any sense right um and on that note instead of going the route they did with this announcement why wouldn't you first announce that roman we've had our champions be part-timers for a long time including ironically triple h for a while there you know because they're one of those big ideas to try to get Roman over again, which did not work at the time. Right. Roman, I understand you signed this contract. However, you're a champion. You're holding up the title scene. You're going to defend it every 30 days. If you don't, we will strip you of those belts. Done. End of story. Bring back the old rule. It's not that hard. Now, if you want to have part-time champion like Roman. I'm going to throw it back to an old UFC idea and I'm talking way back in the beginning. You want these part-timers to be like your top draws? Okay. Why not have like a super fight champion? Freddie, I think you know what I'm talking about. You know, Shamrock and Sever and yep. I think fought for a super fight title. It wasn't, you know, it was like a separate yep. lineage. You want to have part-time champions? That's how I think you get around it. Uh, why Saudi Arabia? 
Oh, I'm sorry. We're WWE. All right, world. All right, fine. But really? And that goes into my next question. Do you waste Cody not beating Roman on to satisfying the fans with this? Oh, we're going to have him win this tournament. I think that would be a huge step back because the question is always going to be, he did not beat Roman. So I feel like you got to put him and draft him to the same show as Roman because otherwise it looks cheap. And I guess we'll be able to see how much creative control Vince really has because there are rumors that he's popping his head in and out and throwing his weight around when he feels like it. The ultimate slap in the face would be if the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion ended up being part-timer Brock Lesnar. I would not be surprised, and I'd fucking hate it. You know that almost that, would that almost wouldn't be so bad because if you have two part timers, one show would have Brock, the next show would have Roman, then one show would have Brock, the next show would have Roman. So it actually might not be the worst idea in the world. But if neither one of them are showing up to defend the belt, you've been complaining I about mean, this for years. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't like it either. But I'm saying the the other thing I wanted to piggyback on was I kind of liked your idea where he has to defend the belt in 30 days. I think they should have done that where he doesn't do it. And they strip him of the titles, and they have two tournaments, and have Roman win the SmackDown tournament, and be like, "Look, you didn't think I was World Heavyweight Champion? Well, now I proved I'm World Heavyweight Champion. I ran through your roster again and won the title back." And then you know you got your separate shows. I mean, they had they've got moves they could make if they would have separated those belts. Why why introduce another belt? We're always complaining about how wrestling loves to add titles. Right, and at one point we had the European belt, we had the light heavyweight belt, and we had the Divas Championship. We had all these other titles floating around, and they finally got down to the point where they weren't doing that. But they obviously could not book one world champion and one set of tag team champions. So now they're going back to the to the two, which is fine. But why did you have to create a third belt? Right, it just doesn't make any sense. You had two perfectly good titles on Roman. Take one of them off. Because Vince and Triple H got together behind the scenes and said, Tony Khan, hold my beer. I I read that they're really on this thousand day thing. Which. And that's fine. That's Saudi Arabia. Fine. That's his thousand day. I mean, whatever. That puts him at where? Like fifth? I mean, he still hasn't beaten Bruno's reign. He hasn't beaten Backlund's reign. I mean, it's. Yeah, but don't forget, we have not seen a reign this long going back to the 80s. Well, Punk reigned. Was, was, was he a year? Punk it was, was a year and a half. It was, right, year and a half. So, yeah. yeah, not even close. Roman's more than double yeah, that. that. Yeah. So what is he, third all time? Because I'm thinking he's got to be up there. But, I mean, Backlund was, what, five years? He's not going to catch Backlund or Bruno. So I don't know why this is such a big deal. Well, technically, he might catch Backlund because of that Antonio Inoki reign that they never want to talk about. Mm, that's true. If you want to go that route. But I don't know. I, I don't really see what the point is. I don't see the point of doing it if you're going to add a new top title. A thousand days is meaningful. I mean, it's a good num. It's a nice number. It's a, it's a great number. Um, but... It holds more meaning if he's the champion, not a champion. It would put Roman sixth all time. 
because Pedro Morales is 1,027 days. Right. I forgot about Pedro. And yeah, he's at, held the belt for a that's while. That's at five. Yeah. That's right. And then it's Bruno's second reign at 1,237. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hogan at 1,474. Backlin at 2,135. And... Bruno's first at twenty eight hundred, which nobody's touching that. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Different time. No. Yeah. So with the draft, the WWE draft coming up in what? A week and a half, two weeks. Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Friday, Friday, Friday. starts. Starting Friday, so drafts all this week. We decided to compile our list for you guys: our top five picks for Raw, SmackDown, top five releases, and top five candidates for a NXT reboot. So, um, where do you guys want to start? Do you guys want to start with the releases first? Yeah, that makes sense. Or as I, I, I thought it was very clever. Um, my releases list I actually called top five. Creative has nothing for you. Nice. All right, so I'll, I'll start with mine. I'll give you all five. Uh, Natalia, number one. Shocker there. It'll never uh, happen. Dol- Dolph. Uh, Dajic. Dana Brooke. And Apollo Crews. Those would be my five releases right off the bat. You don't see, uh, I think Apollo Crews has any benefits anymore to WWE. I just think they've tried so many times. They've rebooted him in so many different directions. And I think he may be one of those that would have to leave, build himself up somewhere else, and then come back. Mm. Uh, I don't think... In WWE, you can rebuild him at this point. Okay. All right, I'll go next. I have a few similar names on my list. I have Dolph Ziggler. I have Baron Corbin. I have Dana Brooke. I have Tamina. And I have BFAB. I think on my people on my list, they've either they've either got nothing left or they're just never been any good in the in the first place. So it's time to cut some dead wood. I like it. Reverend? Yeah, this is a hard list for me. You, you guys know how I feel about these who do you cut lists. I okay, so that. he's done. Let's move on. No. <laughs> but I have two. I we're cutting you from the show. I could only have two. I could only come up with two people. One was Dana Brooks, so I, I'm guessing Dana Brooks on everybody's <laughs> list. Right. Um, the other one uh, is actually the Viking Raiders, and it's because they don't do anything with them, sustained, and it's a little... They're too good to be just jobbers. They should be allowed to go somewhere else and you know, get back to that level they were at. That's it. Hey, look! Look who debuted on AEW tonight—the rating Vikings. <laughs> yeah, basically. I thought you were about to say Roderick Strong. I was going to be like, "Where first, are you going with this?" First five minutes. Okay, go ahead. 
Encyclopedia, who was your... Uh... Um, I actually did not have Dana Brooke on my list because, quite frankly, I think she could roll into that position for the females that Titus O'Neil's on where she could be an ambassador because, honestly, that's all the work she's mostly doing now anyway, and she seems to be good at it. So that's why she's not on mine. But uh, my top five creative have nothing. Uh, Shelton Benjamin. I mean, maybe they rehire him as an NXT coach, but whatever. Uh, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Baron Corbin. Tegan Knox. Because I really don't see the point with her. And I took it one step further than the suggestion for VFAB. All of Hit Row, get out of here. See you later. The only one I find even remotely compelling is Top Dalla, and he can't clear a top rope, so... <laughs> Fuck him. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, <laughs> that, that's Freddie's we'll way of saying our what? Top, <laughs> our top five for NXT reboot. Um, I'll I'll start with my guys. A lot of them I I picked because I felt their gimmicks were better on NXT as opposed to the main roster. In the smaller arena, smaller setting. Uh, Bray Wyatt, Karrion Cross, Gargano, Ciampa, and Finn Balor. Those would be my five to reboot NXT and have them run roughshod down there. So your list is your list is based on people you think who could give a boost to NXT. Yeah. Because my list is people I think who need to either go back to learn how to wrestle or or could coach some of the people. So, for example, oh, okay. where, where okay. Anthony released um, Ashante Adonis and uh, Top Dollar, I sent them back. I think they, they yeah. might be able to do something in the future, but they need a lot more work. I also sent down Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. I thought they'd be a good tag team to work with some of the younger guys. Um, their styles are more attuned to NXT style. And I think they could do some some good mentoring down there. And the last person I put is Ridge Holland because I really don't get him. I don't think he's very good. I think he needs a lot more seasoning. So that's the people I would send to, down to NXT. That's interesting because okay. I was actually thinking Ridge Holland's actually improved a lot since he broke Big E's neck. I think both can be true. Fair. That's fair. Um, I just think he needs regular reps. Mm -hmm. So uh, my character, I called this character reboot assignment in NXT. Um, I put Cedric Alexander, and I think it's partially because I think he does have something. He just, this character has been bland, and he's been pushed to the side so many times. And I also saw him on the independent scene before he went to WWE and just found him more interesting then. Um, Lacey Evans. Because honestly, how many freaking times are they going to reboot that character? Just send it back down to NXT. Let's figure it out once and for all. You know? Because right. I, I think I think there's been potential there with some of the stuff they've come up with, but they just haven't done it properly. They, the execution's been They never run with it. Yeah. They, they right. set her up and then they drop it. Um, my third one is a guy who, honestly, I just never thought he was a main roster character. Um, and they see something in him, even though... You know, whatever. Dexter Lewis. They're just that NXT run. 
I was every time he was coming out and he was doing his thing, I was like, I just don't see him on the main roster. And then they put him up there. And some of it was interesting for a while, but it was very short term. Uh, my number two, and it's quite frankly, it's because they really didn't characterize what the fuck a poison pixie is. Candice LeRae. I'm sorry, I'm divorcing the couple here because uh, Gargano's not on my list to move down. But Candice LeRae, I just feel like she was another one of these NXT converts that they just never let the main audience know what the hell she was about. And she hasn't been able to really show anything. Other than Nikki Cross, like, creepily following her for a few weeks. And then my number one, um, I don't know why they brought her back, Emma. I mean, all she does now is whisper in Madcap Moss's ear. Way to earn your paycheck on. I, but I feel like she's she's content with it because she's on the same show and working in the same company as her real-life boyfriend, Madcap Moss. Uh, surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like if she wasn't with him, she'd be disappointed at where she is and the lack of a push or character development. So that's kind of a compassionate move on your part, then. Go have a good career. Go try to have a career again. I've I've seen blips where she can be interesting. I just haven't... This time when they brought her back, I was... First thing I thought is why because mm-hmm. they never gave her a chance on the main roster and I just didn't see it changing here and they had her job out to Rod Rousey almost immediately so I was like oh great so you brought her back to be a jobber again whoopee makes sense it's true um, so my five one of them is exactly for the same reason as you mentioned Encyclopedia it's Dexter Loomis it just isn't working up there and he's just sort of a guy now He's just a guy who doesn't talk. That's all he is. Um, there was actually at least a character that worked for NXT in that small arena. Um, my next is Mia Yim, because if they're going to keep putting her on TV and not even know what to call her, um, let her figure something out in NXT and actually have matches with that women's division. Um, I think someone else mentioned this, Finn Balor. Maybe was that, was that you? Ready? Yeah. Um, I just think he sh- shouldn't have come back at all after he went down the second, that first time, because I thought that was a great run he had uh, when, when he went back down there. Uh, my next is a tag team. It's Maximum Male Models. Just send them down. I like them. I think they're funny, only because I've watched their content on YouTube and the stuff that they do in the behind the scenes footage and all that. And they're actually funny, but they'll never do anything on either of the main shows. So send them down. And my number one is uh, Mustafa Ali, who I think would benefit from NXT. Just because I think he's still trying to figure out whatever the hell his character is now. And you can only get beat up by Bobby Lashley so many weeks in a row before uh, you need a reboot. So yeah. The Maximum Male Models one is funny because Maxine and Otis and Chad Gable's been interesting. The other two guys yeah. have been pushed to the side. But the, yeah. the, but but Jason, who's gonna who's gonna go undefeated on the Saudi Arabia shows if you send Mansoor <laughs> back down NXT? That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. 
he hasn't done that. He hasn't done that shtick in front of the Saudi Arabian audience yet. Has I don't he? think he'll get be. it done once <laughs> just to see the look on their faces. They better have that plane gassed up and ready to somehow, go. <laughs> somehow, Jinder Mahal made it made the cut. We none of us got rid of him. You don't hinder Jinder. I I see potential with him. I don't know, but I he's down like in that NXT anyway, bit, so that's where I would have sent yeah. him. So. He was more of a manager for Veer and uh, Sangha, and then Sangha got injured. Sounds like Japanese uh, Japanese monster movie characters. <laughs> All right, so now um, let's do Raw since SmackDown is the main show. Top five Raw picks or SmackDown picks. Sorry, Raw picks. Um, I've got Cody. Sammy, Gunther, Montez Ford, and Bailey. Those would be my top five picks for Raw. Okay. I went um, Dijak, Gunther, Braun Breaker, LA Knight, and Ilya Dragunov. Okay. I'm trying to shake that roster up a little bit. I think they, it needs some new blood. And I think Gunther is a raw. I, I want him on raw every week. Wasn't new blood yeah. a WCW reboot thing? 2000. WCW yes. 2000? New blood rising. Sorry, I couldn't yeah. resist. You should have. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my picks, and this is going to go for both shows, were basically people that I thought needed to change the scenery or uh, move up. Um, and... The other with the Raw, I also consider the fact that it's three hours, so they might get some more necessary TV time this way. So my five, and I cheated a little bit on my number five, it's the tag team of Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler because, quite frankly, I just, you know, we got three hours. Let's move them over there. There's not much room in SmackDown. Um, a guy that I know he's in his 40s, but I could see him being a main eventer, and it's L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, number three, yeah. and I get, and I guess this yeah. would, yeah, uh, my number three, and I guess this would also involve his manager. Um, I'd bring over Carrying Cross. Uh, we don't really have a truly dark character on Raw side, and I'm not counting Judgment Day there. Sorry. Uh, my number two, um, and because it's a three-hour show, and there's already a big guy on there, and but just think it would make for at least another big man to make things interesting on a three-hour show. Uh, Braun Strowman. Let's get him away from Ricochet. This fucking tag team bullshit. It's like, I, I I get the fans love it. I just don't I don't understand it. And I think when he resigned that contract to come back, this has got to be a far cry from what he was expecting. Right. But I guess the side note is he gets to sleep next to his girlfriend Raquel every night, so maybe it worked out. And then my number one is actually from NXT, um, and he just lost once again an NXT title mm-hmm. shot. At spring break, and it's Grayson Waller. I think he's tailor-made for Raw. You turn night face, you have Grayson Waller as the heel. I think the back and forth would be gold. All right. Reverend? I like it. Um, yes. So for Raw, uh, and this is in no particular well, number one pick is Gunther for Raw. Um, after that, I have... L.A. Knight, I have Charlotte Flair, 
I have Shinsuke Nakamura because he just needs a change of scenery. And he's been on SmackDown too long. And then I have Braun Breaker. And then I guess we're doing both shows. So SmackDown. Right, so so go with your SmackDown. Yeah, for SmackDown. Yeah, start us off. All right, so for SmackDown, number one pick, Roman Reigns. They just have to come out and say it. And mm-hmm. after that, Cody Rhodes. And after that, uh, Finn Balor. Grayson Waller. And because I want her to drop the tight the Raw Women's Championship and compete against Rhea Ripley, uh, Bianca Belair. All right. All right. I'll give you my five. I've got Romans, Roman. I've got Rollins. I've got the Judgment Day with Priest as the leader, which is what I feel like they're hinting at right now. I don't know if you guys noticed that with uh, Finn and Priest, um, Theory, and Becky Lynch. Those would be my five for SmackDown. All right, I went, I kind of left the champions where they were right in this case. I went with Montez Ford, Chad Gable, Xavier Woods, Nikita Lyons from NXT, and Carmelo Hayes. I'm shaking up that Ooh. roster a little bit and add a little more athletics to it. That list alone has some... Uh... Good matches waiting to happen. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, yeah. let's get that to make that show a little more athletic. It's a, it's only a two-hour show, you know. So, give these guys, you know, a chance. I want to play devil's advocate for one sec. What would you, you do can't. with that's Nikita? Me. What would you do with Nikita? Yeah, Nikita Lyons, because she's injured. She's not going to be back for several months. Well, I'm going under the assumption when she's back, she'll to be one SmackDown. Okay. Question for you guys. Where do you put AJ Styles when he comes back? Do you keep him on Raw? Do you Raw. Move SmackDown? I would think SmackDown personally, but. If you get AJ Styles and Gunther on Raw, that could be a pretty sick That'd match. That'd be a hell of a match. AJ with anyone is a hell of a match. That's very true. So either Apparently, show... Gunther with anyone is a hell of a match, too. So. I don't remember AJ in almost his match being that memorable. Well, that's not AJ's fault. You yeah. wrestle a, a, a broomstick and see how you good you do. Well, there are some guys that they said could have a match with a broomstick and have a match of the Didn't year. Kenny Omega have one with the blow-up doll? That's true. And an eight-year-old? Oh, Jesus. As long as it wasn't an eight-year-old blow-up doll, we're okay. Right, yeah, that's a whole different, that's a whole different show. Chris Hansen <laughs> would like to talk to you. For a second, yeah, that, that's a that's that's a dark side of the ring episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so for me, SmackDown, same thing, change of scenery, but also kind of in some respects going back to the way SmackDown was known for the better wrestling of the two shows, and this is going back to the Heyman era in the mid two thousands, um, and that's why I would send Johnny Gargano over. Um, just a lot of good opponents over there. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't keep this to five people because I actually draft. I would send damage control over as a faction. They haven't had a real 
good story on Raw. We thought that they would be dominant, and they kind of blew that up. So I'm hoping on SmackDown they might be able to pull, you know, reboot them and pull it off there. Um, on the same note, same thing with Judgment Day. So I'm sending them over. Sorry, Ray. Your son would be on the same show as you. Um, this next one, and quite frankly, it's because Creative has had nothing for her, which I think is a crime, and also the fact that I realize she has been on Raw for like several years. Alexa Bliss. Hmm. And uh-huh. by me saying the word Alexa, my Alexa just turned on, if you heard that sound effect in the background. They really need to set up another ladies' tag team. They need another set of tag team belts, and that would give some of these other women something to do Mm, while they're trying to figure out who should be challenging for the world titles. I well, I was going to say do anything with the current tag team belts. Yeah, they yeah there hasn't. Well, no, they have them defend against uh, Chelsea Green and uh, Sonya Deville. But they they I mean, look, I I I absolutely love Zelina Vega, but really, first challenger for Rhea Ripley coming off WrestleMania. I don't know. Well, is someone, it seems like we someone for her to someone for her to beat up. Right, but you could do that yeah. on SmackDown, and so it's going to be on a pay per view. I don't know. And then my number one pick is actually a guy from NXT we have not seen in several months. Let's take SmackDown to the moon. That's right, Cameron Grimes. I figured that yeah, name. He'll definitely that. be debuting soon. Yeah. So. All right. I don't know. So next week we'll be back with Backlash Picks, where our undisputed champion who we're trying to strip will continue his years long reign approaching of not defending the belt days. at a show. <laughs> no, 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 you actually defend it. You actually defend it. No, I'm talking about Roman. I know I defend my belt. I was talking Roman about doesn't. you though. I know. Wah, wah. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about, or are we done for today? Oh, there's a lawsuit. We could. Oh, Who are you suing? WWE lawsuit. Who are you suing? All right, go ahead. Uh, it wasn't me. A former writer has uh, filed a discrimination lawsuit against WWE, naming several uh, I executives. I should have known you would bring this one up. I just saw it. This is some shit. Like, they can't get out of court right now. Um, but, like, Vince McMahon is in there by name. Apparently, Stephanie McMahon is in there by name mm. and several other executives who are not named in any of the articles. Um, yeah, this is a discrimination lawsuit. Base, and the prob- I think the basis for the lawsuit was she claims that they fi- fired her in a retaliatory manner for making the complaints at all. And um, did, did you hear the reason that they gave thing. her, though? Yeah, it was for taking the she chairs. Stole a WrestleMania chair. Yeah, they said she took a WrestleMania chair, and so they fired her for it. And that's pretty petty. Yeah, but you know, she's gonna. Petty. She went in with the, it was a ra- the racial stereotypes and the storylines, which yeah, I get. I totally look nine eleven story for Mansoor. Yeah, um, someone pitched a, and so just yeah. saying something about that. And I totally get what she's saying, but and here's here's the only thing I would counter with it: How many TV shows out there, scripted TV shows, are doing the same thing? You'd Good have to question. go after the whole industry. I'm not saying the industry's right, but 
Everyone treats well, wrestling like it's real life. It's a scripted fucking show. Well, now, hold on now. Right. You say you want to be a publicly traded company with the corporate structure. You're going to get treated like a publicly traded company with the corporate Jason, structure. Jason, how many movie production up. companies are public and do worse storylines? How many movie production companies settle most of their lawsuits before you ever hear I was just going to say... You know this one's going to get settled out of court. Yeah. We're never going to hear about totally it, right? Good. So I'm surprised you brought it up because right. nothing's going to come of it. Well, except we've already heard about it. It's already hit the news. And know that that news cycle won't last very long, but it already made it to the news cycle. Yeah, I mean, Vince, never hear about Vince's it. next disaster is right around the corner. So, Yeah, yeah it's just Funny. a matter of time before. Oh, yeah, definitely. Funny. Not, and Rob, maybe you got this one too. Did you get the proxy vote for, for the next stakeholder meeting? Yeah. <laughs> It said, like, vote all current board members, or you could choose individually. I chose every single one except for Vince. <laughs> nice. Fuck that guy. Get him out of here. Yes, you got your sale. Goodbye. Go back to retirement. I like when they yeah. send you that stuff. They It says in big letters that no talent will appear at these meetings. And I'm like, I could see some guys showing up with like all of his stuff to be signed and like a camera, and like all dressed in WWE. Like, where, right. where's Stone Cold? Where is he? Where is he? What do you mean he's not at a stockholders meeting? Sir, this is a real business, you know. I just want to get right. I just want to get it signed. You, you know, sir, please stop yelling. Show your tits to the to the board members, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sir, I'd rather be in China is not an appropriate sign for this meeting. Please put how it did, away. How did you get that beer in here? What the <laughs> <laughs> security. I'm actually I, I googled WWE stock because I was curious. And the only reputable source that's even reporting about this lawsuit was Sports Illustrated. All the other hits coming up. Uh, ESPN sucks. ran with it. ESPN did. Uh, Mediaite ran with it. I did not. I think that. Variety might have run with it because sir, it's now it crossed into entertainment. Sir, please so. don't hit the board members with a chair. Sir, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sir, no. sir, there will be no entrance music for the board members when they come in. Please stop looking for pyro. Stop screaming. Triple H will not be coming down with ESPN, Bloomberg. Yeah, you're right. Sir, there will be no brawn panties matches between the board members. First of all, I I have yet to ever see a board of directors where that's a desirable. (laughs) (laughs) So I think with that being said, that is our episode for tonight. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.